Welcome to the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nedling. You are about to discover impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you, so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Be sure you visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now tune in, get ready, and enjoy the journey of emerging as a leader of exception in the 21st century. Welcome everyone to the Find Your Leadership Confidence podcast. I'm your host, Vicki Nethling, coming to you from Roswell, Georgia. The goal and objective of this podcast is to bring guests, as well as topics that will empower you to grow as a confident leader and take your business or your life to the next level. Today, I'm so excited to have Jessica Abo on the call today or on the, the podcast today to be able to share with you her expertise, her insights. And um, so let's get started. And so welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm so, so excited because I haven't had anybody to talk about this topic. And I think it is really something that a lot of entrepreneurs really kind of skirt around and, you know, they do a lot of other things, but maybe not effectively. So it's the title or the, the topic of this is going to be, why do I need a press agent? (laughs) And and that's probably an old term to have, but you know, I'm an old person. So there you go. <laughs> anyway, Not at all. So just first of all, tell everybody where you live, where you're home from. Home I, I live in Los Angeles. Mm. It's been there many, many times. <laughs> it's been very cold and rainy here recently, but I usually know. it's a very sunny place to be. You have all those cyclones and things that have been going on and, uh, you don't really hear of that that much in, in sunny California. It's true. Yes. All righty. So just give us your backstory. Who is Jessica Abbo? So I grew up in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, and <laughs> I wanted to be Phil Donahue from the time I was nine years old. So that's where my, my journey starts. And I went on to college and graduate school where I studied broadcast journalism. I went to Northwestern and I went mm-hmm. to Medill, which is their journalism school. And from there, I traveled the country working as a news anchor, a news reporter in different markets. And I spent a lot of time being the person that people would pitch and say, please put me on the news or please put my client on the news. And when my book came out four years ago, I wrote unfiltered how to be as happy as you look on social media. (laughs) When that, when that book came out, I found out that my book was due the day that our first child was due and I was on a race against time. So I knew I would need extra hands to help me with the book launch and the book tour. And I hired a publicist. And then I became the person that people were saying, please put her on the news and please put her book on the news. So I took all of that experience of being the person people pitched and then being the person people were pitching to the press. And I mashed all of that up and I created this business, which is now private one-on-one coaching, an online course, group coaching, all to help people where they are in their business journey in terms of getting media exposure so they can get more visibility. That's awesome. And and truly, you know, entrepreneurs don't think about that. They, they do think that, um, 
you know, everything is going to come through email or entrepreneurs, um, the social media piece. And um, they kind of discount the, the press, if you will. So you have a, a business series that you run weekly. And what is the objective of that? Who, who tunes into it? And um, what are some outcomes? The business series is hosted on entrepreneur.com, which is part of Entrepreneur Magazine. And I started doing content about 10 years ago to empower young people to help them know that they're not alone. As a news anchor, I was covering so many teen suicide and cyberbullying stories. And I wanted to go to where this audience was consuming content to help empower them. And that started as a YouTube channel and Entrepreneur Magazine came to me and they said, we really like what you're doing. We want to reach younger people as well. We want to be a distribution partner of yours. So I have this series called Unfiltered with Jessica Abo. And today it's less about empowerment and more about entrepreneurship. But I guess when you are getting tips about how to boost your business and how to handle the changes that come mm -hmm. with firing someone or hiring someone or being let go and all the other things that fall under being an entrepreneur and being in business, I guess you do walk away empowered when you have all of those <laughs> tips. So there's still an empowerment component, but I have pieces come out every week and I profile different entrepreneurs, change makers, authors, philanthropists, really anyone and everyone who has a story to tell, a product to sell or advice to share. Awesome. You also have a course or courses and media training. So what kind of courses do you offer? And also um, what, you know, what is the media training encompassing? My online course is called go from camera shy to camera ready. That is oh, something nice. that people can take at their own pace. And people will ask, do I qualify to take this course if I'm someone who loves the camera? And the answer is yes. You do not need to be camera shy to benefit from this course. But I wanted to have a place where I could answer all the questions that people usually have for me, such as if I get booked for a podcast, what are the questions that I ask the person who booked me? Or now that I have this appearance coming up on my local news channel, how do I take all the thoughts I have in my head and boil those down into really <laughs> succinct talking points? And once the clip has gone live, what do I do with it to maximize my exposure? How do I set up my shot so people don't see my dirty laundry behind me? So <laughs> there are so many different aspects of getting ready for an interview that is what the course itself handles. And then I have a free guide on my website called get press with Jess. That is usually like the, the, the place people start. So first they learn how to pitch the media, what makes a good story. And then the course picks up from that place of, okay, great. So now we're going to get you out there and this is how to get you ready. And then my live masterclass that I do is a group coaching program. And that's really for people who want to be learning the things that I cover in the online course in real time so that they can practice their sound bites out loud with me and I can give them feedback and they want practice with a real journalist. And that's something we do at the end. I bring in a working member of the media and they come and they interview everyone. So everyone can apply everything they've learned and they have that confidence of, oh my gosh, I just did it and I can do it again and be successful. And I'll probably be rolling that into a 90 day program during 2023 because people have been asking after the five weeks for more time together. And I'm in the process of developing that program too. Wow. That sounds awesome.
And it's funny, a lot of the things that you're doing, I'm doing too. So I, I'm going to take your course just so that I can see, oh, what am I missing here from getting from the expert? That's awesome. I'd love to have you. Uh, yeah, for sure. All right. And then we talked about what you do, what you offer and everything. Now we're going to get into the audience that now they know what you can do. Whenever you answer these questions, they may find that they need you. So what do most entrepreneurs do or need to know about getting press that they have no clue even what to ask? The first thing is, why do you want press at this moment in time? So in your case, you might be wanting to write a book and you're putting together your proposal and there's that section that says media placements. So you're thinking, okay, I need to beef up that section. Maybe the people listening to this want to be giving speeches and they have a speaker one sheet. And again, there's that celebrity, you know, authority piece to that one sheet of where you have been seen and where you've appeared. And they're looking for that little logo to stick onto that one sheet. But you also might have a company that you're trying to sell, or you might be the number one, two at a company and you want to be the number one, and you just need to be positioned as a thought leader so you can move the needle in your own career trajectory. Mm. So there are lots of reasons why you might want press, but the reason why you want to ask yourself that question first is because once you figure out why you want press and what you want that press to do, it helps you to figure out where that outlet is the best fit. Like what is the outlet out there that will marry the answer to those two questions? So if you are trying to sell your company, you might want to be in a business trade like Entrepreneur or Forbes or Business Insider, Fast Company, Inc. If you're selling a product and your book is about parenting, then you're going to want to reach out to parents and bloggers like Scary Mommy and you know figure out where is the consumer you're mm -hmm. trying to reach and how do they know about you and your book? Hopefully by doing press articles that you can be promoting yourself. So the first thing that people should ask themselves is why do I want press? What do I want this piece of press to do? And how am I going to leverage this media placement when it goes live or it's published? The biggest mistake people make when they're pitching the media is spelling the person's name wrong, who they're emailing <laughs> and mentioning the wrong outlet. So I get lots of emails that say, dear Brooke, I'd love to be featured in Forbes, but I'm Jessica and I contribute to entrepreneur. So <laughs> don't make that mistake. <laughs> this the uh copy and paste mistake <laughs> the copy and paste good old copy and yeah. paste mistake I, I, and we've I all can, done it i said i have worn that hat yes for sure so what is next on your path your journey oh, on my professional journey the next step is to hire someone who can work within my company to help me manage all of the things my sister is a physician and i said to her yesterday I feel like I'm in medical school while I'm treating patients, while I'm running my office and booking people's appointments. <laughs> and it's actually really hard to scale and grow a business when you're wearing all of the hats, but you don't mm -hmm. have the expertise to be wearing all of those hats. Mm -hmm. And really my love and my passion is sitting across from someone who has a story, who mm -hmm. has a product or a service and just helping that person craft that message and get them out in the world. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be doing all the other things. Yeah. So professionally, I really need more help to be able to manage all of that. And personally, I have two small children, so I want to continue enjoying these ages that seem to last 
for a second and you yeah. blink and then they're in, they're in the next phase and oh, and on that would be probably like a nice date night with my husband i think we're due for <laughs> for a dinner by ourselves <laughs> oh so good all right it is time now for the rapid fire so these are just some um, phrases or questions that i have pulled out that you know nothing about but you do you will be able to answer perfect so, Whenever you talked earlier, you mentioned about story and, you know, as a speaker, I know how I would answer this, but what is your thoughts on the importance of having a good story? I think stories are what connect us to the people who see us in action because people make up their own story about us when they see us online or they see us on a stage. But when we share our story, that's the place where we can actually make an authentic mm -hmm. connection with someone. Yeah. And, and I would say it's also how you tell the story too. It's not just, you know, reading from a script boringly. It's really making the person feel that they're in that story with you, that they see themselves in the story. Absolutely. You talked about interviewing and I, I'm sure that you, in your years, you have seen this, but how can you keep your guest or yourself focused during an interview? There's, you know, a lot of things going on, especially if you get into television and whatnot. So how do you advise someone to stay focused and keep the topic on what you want the, to be the topic? If you are the interviewer, your main job is to be the best listener in the room, because if you listen, you can hear someone's answers and come out of that answer and transition it to your, your next question. And if you're only thinking about your next question, when you listen back to the interview, you might think, oh my gosh, I missed such a beautiful yeah. moment to mm -hmm. ask this other question that probably everybody else at home or on their walk or in their car or listening to this podcast was <laughs> thinking at the same time. And then they're thinking, wait, why did you ask that question? Yeah. So you really want to be a good listener. That's the best way to keep an, an interview moving and focused. And the same thing goes for the interviewee. You want to really listen to the question instead of walking in, being married to a script and just regurgitating information that you've memorized and not have that real authentic conversation that you could have with the host. Yeah. I know oftentimes the, you're trying to get more detail, more actionable things out of uh, the folks and, and they're just going on the surface and, you have to keep digging and that's where that listening comes out. And, and there are times, you know, my, my questions go out the window because I'm so into what's being discussed that I think it's more important to talk about that than the other questions that I had. Totally. Oh, so are press releases still relevant, important, used? Well, for those of you who don't know what a press release is, I'll first share a press release is the way that either you or your publicist or the person handling your, your public relations, it's the way that you can convey what it is you're trying to share with the media and why the media should care about this mm -hmm. said thing. And it can come in paragraph form. <laughs> or it could just be a few sentences. So I get anywhere from 400 to 500 pitches a week for my entrepreneur oh, segment. My goodness. 
and, or sorry, I have a segment that comes out every week. I get 400 to 500 pitches a month. I don't know if I misspoke, but I get 400 to 500 pitches a month. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you just from where I'm sitting, I really respond better to those who send me, dear Jessica, I recently saw your piece, let's say on Vicky. I really connected with what she said here. If you happen to do another piece on coaches or speaking experts, I'd love to put you, you know, I would love to put myself on your radar. And these are the three things I could talk about. Now I have a very clear idea of why you're contacting me. I know you have seen my content and that can make for a good conversation down the line for the people who send me, you know, paragraph upon paragraph upon paragraph (laughs) for some publicists, that style still works. And for some news outlets, that style still works. So Mm -hmm. I would never say like, never, ever, ever do it. I would say, do your homework and see if you can just get a sense of, does this person accept pitches via Twitter or through their DMs on Instagram? It might even say in their byline, like open to pitches. And if that's the case, chances are that person is going to respond to an informal pitch better than a very formal and long press release. Very good. So whenever you have someone that you're working with, um, and we, we talked earlier about somebody that I had been speaking with and they were getting a, pers- a press person, a publicist to really be sure that she's projecting the image that she wants to project. So how do you work with people to answer that, that request? So when I think about image, I think about our lighting, what we're wearing and the way that we are presenting ourselves. So if you want to have a really laid back image, then if you are, let's say, going to talk about this 5k run walk that you've (laughs) organized and you're going to be on the news to talk about it, I would not tell you to come to the interview prepared in a suit. (laughs) I would tell you to come in your t-shirt and shorts. So you feel like you fit the story. But if you're at your home, the opposite is true. If you're in your robe, you don't want to do the interview in your robe, unless you have like a robe that looks like it's a blouse on the top, which (laughs) ironically, a friend of mine did create something called the work robe and it (laughs) serves that very function. But other you do, you want to look like you have put time and effort into your space to make your home kitchen, your home office, your bathroom closet. It doesn't matter where you are, but you want to make sure that you've set it up in a way where you have good eye contact with your device and you have the proper lighting and you've set yourself up in a way where you feel really proud of what your shot looks like. So that when you see it, when you're walking by a restaurant and the TV is on and and you can see through the window, you say, wow, that that's me. And I did a good job. And I, I look the part <laughs> as opposed like, Oh my God. <laughs> oh my gosh. And listen, if, if you don't think that you'll have people in your life, I'm sure who'll be like, Oh my gosh, like, why didn't you brush your hair? So it happens. Yeah, that, that's true. It's usually your mom. But... <laughs> yeah. True story. <laughs> what would be two takeaways you'd like the audience to have from today's podcast? The first would be that you don't need a million followers. You don't need a million dollars in the bank and you don't need to have millions of press mentions behind you to be worthy of being in the news, excuse me, today. So don't hide behind the camera or the microphone or under the covers in your bedroom. Really think about how you can be putting yourselves out there because you have 
wisdom and expertise and so much to offer. And people like me want to learn from you. So that's takeaway one. The second thing is we're all human. So we all make mistakes. We all stumble. I just had to clear my throat 30 seconds ago. Like not every appearance and performance is going (laughs) to be a 10 out of 10, but that doesn't mean we don't go out and do it. And we don't try. So try to find the small ways in your everyday life to put yourselves out there, whether it means speaking up at a dinner party, introducing yourself to someone new, raising your hand. If you're in a meeting to ask a question, like some of these basic things are what give people tremendous stage fright. And if we can flex those muscles a little bit more every day, it will make those bigger opportunities not feel so big. Yeah. All right, so the next and final one is, what's what's the best part about being a mom of two kids? I mean, everything. <laughs> we were we were very lucky with our first daughter that that was a very easy process. The road to having our second was several years long. and I just, I tell her every day, I'm so happy she's here. So <laughs> the best part about being a mom is the fact that I was able to experience this journey the way that I was with a happy ending. And I I hold space for anyone who is listening to this, who had a different path or they're currently on this path because nothing can prepare you for family planning when it's not a smooth road. Yeah, for sure. And, and no matter what it, it is, there's just always the gift to me. That's my daughter's. That's their the gift. The and, gift. The grand, and the grand boys now as well. <laughs> well, I mean, I at the rate we're going, my husband and I will look more like the grandparents in our children's <laughs> classes because we're on the older end. But you know what? What can I tell you? With age comes wisdom. So mm. I'd like I'd like to think that we'll parent from that perspective. Yes. It's funny. My mom had my youngest brother 20 years younger than me, um, 20 years. So when I was 21, she was having her, her final seventh child. My brother, like the fourth, the fifth brother, you know, one, two, three, fourth, fourth brother. He did the same thing at 54. He became a dad again. So, uh, it's, it's kind of cool. That's awesome. You know, I, I just love hearing stories like that. And maybe, maybe I need to do a series on how being one of many has made me a better entrepreneur or something, (laughs) because I'm sure you learned a lot of operating, you know, operational skills, being one of my organizational skills are awesome. I bet they are. And it's it's all because you had to be, you know, and, and it is funny. I always say that, um, my patience also came from being from a big family because even from talking, you know, you knew when to wait be, and and also whenever it was time to speak here because you might not be able to be heard if you don't because there's eight other people to talk. But anyway, all right. Yeah, well. 100%. I love it. Okay, well, the, we'll have to map out the segment now. My wheels are going. <laughs> so I am going to share my screen now. So this is a warning for those that are just listening in that you should have already had a pencil and paper, but if you didn't, uh, go grab that right now. So we have Jessica's website, and I will read that for you if you are just listening in. It's Jessica Abo, that's J-E-S-S-I-C-A, 
jessicaabo.com. Again, jessicaabo.com. She's on Facebook. She's on LinkedIn and Instagram, uh, Jessica Abo TV for Facebook and Instagram, and just Jessica Abo for LinkedIn. So please do connect with her. So it's been such a pleasure. You gave such great things. And I just want to encourage the audience to please go to your website and also check out her um, LinkedIn and Facebook pages. Uh, if you have any inclination for improving your press and need a publicist um, or just need some training, check out the courses she has, check out the media training. I think they do sound very awesome. And um, as I said to her in the beginning, I don't have a lot of people that have approached me that do this. So why not go to who I'm recommending? <laughs> and that's Jessica. All right. So as always, um, thank you so much for being here. And as I remind everybody, life is a journey and it's up to you to enjoy the ride. This is Vicki Nethling signing off. Thank you for tuning into the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nethling, where we share impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Remember to visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast.